Hey guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hey, no. And today we'll be reviewing um, another... We've gone back to doing more Indiana Jones fan films. Sort of. For a while. Sort of. Yes, sort of. name's not Indiana Jones, though, is it? Yes, this one's a bit of a... um, a spin-off of the same character, but using a different name. Indiana Jed. That's yeah, totally different, isn't it? Quite, but... Why don't they call him Minnesota Jed or something or other? You know, or, um, or Seattle well, Jed? Or... Well, for starters, well, it's still a, fi- a famous name when you think about it. Or Chattanooga it. And, But wouldn't you, be, um, wouldn't you be asking me why he's called Jed instead of Jones, like he usually is called? Well, no, it's supposed to be a breakaway from Indiana Jones, so you would think his name is not going to be Jones, it's going to be Jed. So... Does everybody come from Indiana over there? No. No. And considering he was named after his dog. Wolf. Wolf. Whatever. Stupid <laughs> dog. Um, yeah, Indiana. His canine. Wolf. Oh, a lot of fond memories about that dog. Well, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, get down to it. This was made by two twins. Well, two twin, twin boys. Yeah, tw- twin, twin brothers. And their, their names were Michael and Mark. Uh, Lynn. Lynn. So, they these two they did it when they were in t- in high school or well. I'd say so. They're pretty young. Yeah, yeah. and they did it in 1990. Well, they it was released in 1992. Actually, they're the behind the scenes film footage. I think they said they were students. Yeah, they at were the local college or they're something. The, one of the local yeah. colleges mm, up mm, there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, mm. can I go through a list of who did what to whom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> As with a lot of these fan films and spin-offs they're, uh, they're in, uh, a lot of these people handle notable roles. How's that? That's the best way to put it. Now, Yeah, there was here, about 80 students, uh, for, no, kids for, in forget, this movie. Forget the extras. It was, it was like a Cecil B. DeMille job. But anyway, irrespective. Yeah. Now, now, produced by Mark and Michael Lynn. Directed by Michael Lynn. Second unit director was Mark Lynn. Written by Mark and Michael Lynn, based on stories by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Mm. Uh, director of photography, you guessed it, Michael Lynn. Post editing, Mark and Michael Lynn. Sound, Michael Lynn. Special effects, Mark Lynn. Uh, visual effects, Michael Lynn. Moving and, on. Wait a minute. And Mark Lynn played the second lead role. Okay, <laughs> moving, moving on. Um, who stars in it before you get well, everyone? Well, just go through the list of how they multitask. Well, I just mean that it will be here all day if no, you no, go through it. No, no, that was it. So they, they were multi- multitasking. Now, okay. Now, a young gentleman by the name of Jed Whalen played Indiana Jed. Now, he wasn't too bad, was he, you reckon? Yeah, I, I, I thought he was pretty damn good. I thought he was pretty cute. <laughs> And well, pretty yeah, clever he, too. He handled the role too, okay? Yeah. And he's pretty clever too. Yeah. Uh, Mark Lynn, obviously, he played his offsider, Commander Mark, Mark Evans. Evans. Yes. Uh, now, Heath Henriksen played Dr. Belloc. You may have heard me comment a while back in another um, film review where I said that he reminds me a little bit of Val Kilmer, a young he, version he, of actually, that Val he Kilmer. He does a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah, not a lot, lots, but there's something about his his features. As he, his, yeah, yeah. like a young Val Kilmer. Yeah, a, some, bit, yeah. a sweet Val Kilmer. Now, here we go. Matt Richards plays Cronin, which is one of the adversaries. Uh, yeah. The the uh, one of yeah. Belloc's main henchmen. Yeah. Now the point is, he reminds me of Gary Busey or somebody. I just cannot put my finger on it. 
really. Um, can't place it, but his face does remind somebody. If you guys see it, you might say, oh, there you might, yeah. Same thing. But anyway, irrespective. And the last right one wall. is Steve, Wait. I mean, Sean. Kid. kid as Marcus. Wait a minute, I was going to put somebody else in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a Suzanne Lianga plays one of his lieutenants. Now, I'm not quite sure, I couldn't get a picture. I think it's a long-haired girl, maybe. Mm. And, and, and she was quite good. She played a reasonably good part and she saved Indiana uh, Jed mm. and Mark Evans, mm. Commander mm. Evans, mm. Yeah, from the naughty guy. So she, mm. she was a bit of a turnabout, a turncoat, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and so it was good, quite interesting. Yeah. Everyone had a reasonably good role to play. Yeah, and I mm. looked, I kind of did some research behind the scenes myself. Ah, as one would. Yeah, I found out that from Mark Lynn, he says that the one thing he really liked about playing in Indiana Jed was that they worked so well together and they didn't argue or have fights on set, which is kind well, of good. brother. Hmm, yeah. yeah, well, you think that well, it was a joint effort, so mm-hmm. you'd like to think they're on the same page. Yeah, mm, also, yeah. Mark did all his own stunts in this film, just like Chris yeah, and did, Eric did mm. in their their Raised the Lost Ark. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's mm. interesting. And actually, um, the other guy, um, the play Indiana Jones guy, um, mm. Jed Whalen, actually, mm. it's the same name, well, Jed and Jed, yeah, uh, he, he, he had a stunt double. Mm. He did. He did the protectors. You don't want yeah. to hurt the leading man, do you? No. Uh, well, yeah. uh, well, it does. Well, yeah, it does. That's true. So another thing about this um, project is that I asked him, Michael, his brother, um, whether or not they ever, you know, switched around whenever they wanted to take a break or want to do the acting for a change. Uh, and Michael says no, he doesn't do. They didn't do that. But it would have been a good idea. Granted, they, they were identical twins, so yeah, you would have been really hard pressed. But. To pick but the difference. I mm. think that more to the point that um, Michael had to do all the filming on this job. He, was, he might have been better at doing all the He filming. was the, um, yeah, yeah. not just the director of photography and director, but he also did, was the camera assistant for this job too. Well, DAP, yeah, a whole lot, yeah. Yeah. He's everything. Hmm. Yeah. Caterer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, another thing about <laughs> this, the boys, they, they didn't have any money for this project, but so they sort of a ex- traded in some ni- Nintendo games to get uh, oh, wow. a piece of equipment called uh, what's it called? What's that? A gem lock. Yeah, a gem lock that allowed them to put computer graphics on screen. That was this was years. Oh yeah, back, yeah. This goes back to uh, yeah. This is goes back, back to twenty eight years ago. Yeah, back in nineteen ninety two. So it's old technology, but it was probably good back in those days. Yeah, yeah. there was. So another thing about this was that. Let me see. Um, here's another thing I found out. When they were filming they were one of their scenes, they filmed it when they were filming a special scene where they were throwing a car off the cliff. Uh-huh. Kids generally don't try this at home. You could get horribly fined. Mm-hmm. There's These, a story behind this. Here's a story behind it too. <laughs> so I'll explain. The um. The forest services fined them for littering for illegal dumping a yeah, car. You can't. They're it was in a park on Astor Forest or something, rather, yeah. and you can't litter. And, mm-hmm. and obviously a wreck going over the wall of a cliff, yeah, cliff face, uh, yeah. was littering, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and Michael told me they were going to get a great deal of more fines unless they didn't remove the remains of the car. So they stayed up all night, on a school night, I might add, to remove it all into their friend's truck. Oh, wow. The fine from the um, forest service guys would have been 
probably one hundred dollars. I think he he says. I wouldn't have been huge, but when you when you school kids have money, money. But again, guys, money, yeah. it's things have changed, and who knows? Maybe the fines may have gotten higher these days. So well, if you can guys, off littering now. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. guys ever think about littering a car over the side of a cliff. Be aware of what's going to happen. There is a story behind the car where we will tell you later. It's quite humorous, though, isn't it? Yes, quite. Mm. So let's go dive into the actual story itself. The lash. So this it takes place in the in the wilderness desert of sorts. Don't it know where. Off, it starts off in a desert somewhere. Yeah. But and there were Arabs there, so we like to think it's the Middle East. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it does look Middle Eastern looking. Yeah, we had guys and Arabs and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, uh, those little robes, little uh, head, head gears and stuff, so yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, they go off into the desert, and they have to collect this artifact, which makes me think of the idol in from Raiders of the Lost Dark. It gets around, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, anyway, they collect it, and they give it to Marcus Brody. And where Marcus tells them about a new mission they have to go on, which is a bit bizarre to me. How bizarre. Um, yeah, well, well mm. as soon as I walk in, oh, it's very nice. We've got another mission for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can I breathe for a few minutes? Could no, I no, 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 no. Could I, can oh. I at least have a few mi- um, few days of sleep? Yeah, get over it. Oh, yeah, well. Lick their wounds, so yeah. to speak. And, well, yeah. I guess we have like um, an hour to kill in a movie. A so. bit of R&R. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is an hour old movie so we can't really <laughs> sit around and just pretend I so said, can you go somewhere next week maybe would have been nice <laughs> <laughs> so anyway they're told to um take to collect an a rare necklace that sort of leads them to an extremely dangerous power of sorts <laughs> and for anyone who gets that power would be looking at um not yeah. will be um destroying the world yeah, there's a bit more to it. without the necklace this ultimate power thing is useless you need both yes yeah. one or the so, other yeah, so if, if you don't have both you can't get the ultimate power bring them together mm. and you're the keeper of the power and the whole you know blah blah blah, 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 and, blah, blah. Uh, you become uh, a very powerful individual mm, quite mm. so anyway indy and mark they have head to a hotel where they're given more information and they ran into a friend named um, Cronin, Cronin, who mm. offers to come along on their he mission. He was their bestie. Yeah. yeah. So Wasn't while he? Suck, yeah. suck, suck, suck. Yeah, bestie, bestie, yeah. bestie. Yeah. Yeah. So while they're in the hotel, <coughs> their contact tells them where to go and gives them plane tickets and information about what to do next. And guess who's trailing behind them? None other than Balak. And of course, he kills a man in the um in a lift in the elevator and he kills the the contact and it's exactly. up, and it's up to Indy and Mark and but then they f- discover Cronin is a is a double crosser <laughs> or a bad guy yeah, he's actually working for Belloc not yeah and he's all mm. every mission we go on we, well, we never get anything from all the stuff goes to um, just the old museum and yeah. we get bugger all so he said yeah, two I, cents bugger yeah. all or whatever yeah, he, <laughs> and he said well I want to get some money for a change Yes. It's always the case. It's all about the money, not about the knowledge or the antiquities or yada, yada, yada. Yeah, soon enough, Indy and Mark escape Cronin and Balak, and they, there's a bit of a brief car chase in on the streets and in alleyways, which was a lot of fun when yeah. I look at that mo- that scene. It was probably a lot harder. 
to get everyone organized for that to happen. Yeah, well. I think that um, according to um, Michael, he says that the, the um, car chases were the most difficult part. To well, they the... weren't going all that fast, but it, it emulated a, a nice car chase. Yeah, soon enough, um, they head to Indy's place. I think it's Indy's place. I could be wrong. Well, yeah, it could be Indy's place. And they go, They go. Mark is having second thoughts or third or fourth thoughts about going on this mission. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, But no, Indy is all saying, if we don't, if we back out now, the fate of the whole world is at stake. And he's a true hero. Mm. Nah, and of course, Indy has realises that if they go on the day that they're going to get on the plane, they will, Belloc and Cronon would um, meet them at the airport and take the, the journal that has the map where the um, special treasure yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, they'll give them the journal when they went to that meeting at that motel, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually... The, bits in it. Well, they got it from Marcus Brody anyway. Oh, Marcus gave it. Yes. Sorry. So, anyway, they're told... So, Indy arranges for an earlier flight. So, they get... So, they he phones in his, um, to the airport, asks them, could we um, have some... T- Kids to travel tonight. Yada yada yada. Yeah, very clever. Hey. Yes. So Indy and Mark they head off down to India, to on the airplane and everything, and they start looking for the art, the necklace. And it's interesting some of this, the the um, shots they use in this Actually, scene. I must admit, um, uh, how do you put Michael? If he, I don't know if he's been. Professionally, did any training in film work? He, he loved his uh, perspectives and angle shots are really good. I agree. He, he really captured really good, like a professional. So he did really good. <laughs> mm. True. Yes. Yeah, so any kitty. Yeah. They eventually find it in a sort well, of a behind waterfall. A, yeah, behind, behind a waterfall in a cave. Yeah. yeah, and it's inside a small or jewelry box or box. <laughs> yeah, cute. Yeah, they get the necklace out and they they didn't take it to another part of the um area, forest area, and are about to shoot the medallion, destroy it and everything. But then Belloc and his troops arrive to take um, take the necklace away from them. It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah, and he's all, all pleased about it. And he says that he wants to know where the book is so he could find the rest of the artifact and all that stuff. You'll never find it. Oh. Yes. Yeah. But of course, they couldn't find it on Indy for gosh knows they reasons. They didn't check him properly, did they? Didn't do a cavity search, anybody? Uh, uh, well, it could be worse. <laughs> could have been a full body. In the, anyway, could be uh, a full body search. I was going to say cavity search. Mm. <laughs> Nothing up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they then tell him that they try to lead him on a goose chase, or try to lead him, and they soon escape Belloc and his men. And they then head back to the car, and where we have a second car chase in in this in this movie, and lots of car chases. Though. Mm. I like it, yeah. and I like this one because this is where I told you guys about how they illegally dumped um, oh. a car <laughs> in the scene where it falls off the cliff, and well, so it's supposedly Indiana Jones is battling off a bad guy, yeah, and supposedly uh, the car goes over the cliff. While Indiana Joe, Jed and this other guy are battling in the car, mm. but obviously jump out the last minute, yeah, so no one got killed. Yeah. Uh, well, well, the other guy might have. Um, yeah. Jed's, uh, I thought that was really awkward. Or- I thought it was well organized. I mean, oh, yeah. they had to do this in one take. Yeah, I mean, really in one camera though. 
Yeah, one they, camera? Had, mm-hmm. they had only one. Actually, I think there was two cameras. Yeah, one was behind the scenes, wasn't it? Yeah, one was um doing the um shot from Up the top? um high top, and That's the right, other yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. had to be shot down at well, the bottom when maybe second unit during the impact. Yeah, maybe second unit camera. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was kind of well timed. Yeah, and what? They did, had, yeah, one go, one car, one go. Yeah. Of course, it's a shame they wouldn't want to make a mistake, would you? No. Well, it's a um unlike Holly unlike. Hollywood, they had to do this in one take. So whatever mistakes they had to make would have been, well, it would be live a waste. It. It would, mm. They have to live with the footage. Yeah. Take one, that's it. Yes, yeah. meaning anyone in the frame, get out of the frame. Yeah. Can you get that ice cream vendor out of there? The <laughs> catering van, the car park attendant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that a lot sometimes. And it's lucky this in this scene they had the opportunity to get this scene done and nailed. Yeah, that was quite, quite convincing it was. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing I've got to say about that scene I didn't like, though. Oh, do we have to? Yeah. Okay, here. Let's... I mean, they could have had a dummy in the front of the car, so when the car went out of a cliff, it actually looked like there was actually somebody in it. Mm. <laughs> they probably thought of that, Mike, and they thought... Uh, they maybe couldn't afford a dummy. They probably thought if they put a dummy in the seat, it would probably fall out well, it, where, while it was spitting into. No, you, you, you strapped it for seatbelt. You don't want to, don't hurt the dummy. And not to mention, how are you going to clone out the fact the dummy is in the seat when it hits impact on the actual ground? What then, Mike? We can't. They can't just take a crane and replace the the car back on top of the um the um cliffs there. You're wasting. They, they probably didn't have enough time to. Or money. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have budget. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. okay, Mark and Michael. You did good. Yeah. I mean, it, what if there was a mistake in the filming if they did it that way? I know. One take. One take, <laughs> and that's it. So, anyway, guys, moving on. Uh, Mark I is Mark gets upset that Indy is flat and dead. Yeah, he thinks he's dead. Yeah. Jed's dead. Yeah, and of course, he <laughs> gets recaptured by. Kronos and and his men, and he's dragged back to the um to the um to the enemy tent camp. Of course, Indy r- rides alongside them inside the actual part. That, I mean, yeah, boot, he, bump he, he back of the, the car. Yeah, he, he hides the boot of the car. He pulls down the boot lid, and everyone, no one looks. <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't know. It's all yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm, well, um, it's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. And of course, <laughs> Belloc is like, um, where's Jed? Don't tell me he got away. And Kronos says, his car went off the cliff, all that stuff. And he says, Jed's dead then. Well, if you don't want to reach the same fate, I want you to tell me where the book is. And of course, Mark says, we didn't hear that book. Jed had it under his hat all the time. And no one took his hat off to have yeah. a look. Yeah. Stupid, don't they? Yeah, Those they're... naughty guys are always stupid. And of course, Balak says, it doesn't matter now because he they know exactly where the second piece of yeah. the tablet, which yeah. was indicated in the journal. Yeah, that he would, did lie, though, yeah. just to make Mark feel and a bit upset. They all cheered that they were going to be invisible for all that stuff. And, of course, Mark says, scum to the end, eh, Belloc? Yeah. And Belloc says, better be scum than but dead. dead. <laughs> and, of course, he, he had a really weird maniacal laugh, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, you kind of love that, that creativity there. When he was chewing on his steering wheel when things weren't going right, it reminded me of a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, irrespective. Uh, irrespective. So, he, so Belloc asks, 
um, the, he's meant to take Mark away to be shot, you know, fire squad away. Yeah, well, I don't want any blood in the camp. Isn't that nice? Keep yeah, about homes and gardens sort of stuff, eh? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so Indy over here is where they're taking Mark and he follows them and as they're about to shoot Mark dead, Indy gets the jump on them, literally, because he climbs onto a wall and jumps on a couple of the men. And, and grabs on the gun, turns around and shoots a couple of them. Bang, bang, bang. Hey, Harrison Ford, eat your heart out. Yeah, it's quite what good words to put it. Yeah. Go by. <laughs> so anyway, Mark is thrilled to see dear old Indy, Yay. and they rush off. And of course, Mark tells them that they may have found the second stone tablet, and they have to try to, you know, destroy the book and all that stuff to in order to find it. But they, well, they just um they realize they did they need to try to get the medallion back before any more trouble happens. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so. They have to get to the infinite power before they do, obviously. And no one knows what the infinite power is or even what it looks like. But mm. they will oh, no, when we find it. Yes. Yeah, right. So anyway, yeah. in, so it, w- w- there was another scene in this where Indy is climbing onto an abandoned boat and, say, several of the men try to tackle him in the scene. And it was pretty cool, especially um, the tackle scene. where He lost his hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that it fell in the water. Of course, one of the men grabs the journal and throws it to Balak, and Balak commands his one of his men to use a bazooka, I think, to shoot, to the, shoot boat. the boat. So but he, lucky for us, Indy jumps out in the nick of time. But Balak's uh, underling, underling, whatever, <laughs> henchman, whatever you want to call him, got blown up. <laughs> yes. a, a Jed found his hat. Yes. Of course, um, they get recaptured again in this. And Balak is, is tempted to just shoot them right there on the spot. But Balak has a second thought and says, No, wait. I want you guys to live so you guys can see how you failed so in your miserably. mission. Yeah, whatever, yeah. What a nice chappy. Yes, so he wants to see them. Their faces drop when they find him getting the uh, ultimate power and ruling the world, all that stuff. If I ruled the world, whatever. Yes, and of course Indy says, Belloc, you're never going to get away with this. And then Belloc says, who's going to stop me? You! In a weird boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. bully kind of way. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's cute. So he ends up telling his men to take him to a, a old prison type place down. It looks like a drain to me, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> it would be concrete drain. Could have passed as a prison of sorts. Yeah, so anyway, they get taken down to this place, and it looks very, well, cool when you look at it. What's bad? I used to crawl around drains when I was a kid. Same. You know, rats, spiders, snakes, didn't care about when you were a kid. True. Now, wouldn't go down there for quids. No, that no, wouldn't, yep, wouldn't happen. No. no way. Yes. So anyway, um, they get, the bad guys get another drop on them by, um, what's the name of the girl who plays the, um... Well, well helps I, think, Indian. I think I think the girl was um, it just says lieutenant, so I presume it's Suzanne Lianga. Yes, so, so the, the um, lieutenant um, tries to save Indy and Mark from and try to help them try to stop Belloc in his quest for world domination. That's my mood. Yes, so they this and there's this other scene in this movie where they end up using military type 
helicopters in this scene. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. They must, they must have known somebody or had some stock footage mm. or something or other. Or it was quite good. Yeah, well, according to the scene, I think I heard they weren't allowed. None of the kids were allowed on board of it, so they allowed probably one of the um, the um, pilots or assistant pilots to rec- record the footage on there. Whatever. Or yeah. Whatever. That was quite good. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was good footage, and I thought it was really clever. So yeah, a bit of cooperation from the uh, Air Force or uh, Army, whoever owned actually the, actually owned the helicopters. Yeah. yeah. They looked like military ones, didn't they? Mm, they did. Mm. They did. So anyway, um, they soon land in, I don't know what part, but... On the ground? Yeah. Mm. That's good enough. Yes. They say it's a couple of miles for, to get to the power thingy. Yeah. Well, they were in the right area, yeah, right, they? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Same area, probably. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, in so the um, lieutenant helps them helps Mark and and Indiana Jed add some boxes that were they were hiding in, which when you think about it is a bit very cramped. Well, yes. Luckily, yes. They weren't fat like me, hey. Uh, yes. be, I don't know two boxes for me. Cut me in half and put me in two boxes. <laughs> oh wait, that wouldn't work, would it? Yes. Mm. So anyway, Indy. Um, discusses what their plan is. They'll um, he plans to shoot Balak, and the others will try to take out as many as possible when the when the time comes. Exactly. Why not? Yes. So kill they, the bad guys. Yes. So they they split up, you know, in different you know parts, and before it gets they get close to killing Balak, um, we hear Gr- what's his name, Cronus? Cronin. Cronin. Um, yell. That he's he look what he found snooping around. It's none other than Mark and not a, Mark. And of course, Cron says, um, "Drop your guns, Indiana Jed, or Mark dies." All that stuff. And Mark says, "No, don't listen to him. Shoot him. Whatever. Or run away. Whatever." Yeah. But of course, in be Indy being the self righteous good guy, really he puts that. the gun down. Self righteous makes it a right turn. What? Self righteous isn't. White, okay. right. Term. Okay, what's the right term? Just right, righteous. Righteous. Uh, righteous guy, a really nice guy. Being the righteous. Means you're, you're a bit more like self, self-absorbed. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I got that wrong, guys. So, um, yeah. being the being the um, good friend, he um puts down his gun, all that stuff. Yeah, he does, and then they get taken into custody again. Yes, and this time. It, we get to see um, the ultimate power thingy they they discover, yeah. and it's well, it's lodged in there in in the dirt. Pretty light. Yeah, and as Belak reached out to it, he gets a bit of a shock. Well, he gets zapped full of power, and and it gets transfers partly into him somehow or other. Yeah, yeah. and because thanks to his necklace thingy, it doesn't harm him or anything like that, because unlike his other men who touched it, yeah. who got a very big shock out of it. It was. Yes, so anyway, he's all-powerful. And he had, he had lightning coming out of his fingers, just like the Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars. Yes, and all the, all the people, men, all his men... All his army uh, cheer and think, "Oh, great! We've got all this power! Woo-hoo! We're gonna well, rule the world!" Woo! And then he turns around, "I don't need you scum anymore. Yes, it's now mine. He's, yeah, well, it's all I, mine, all yeah. mine!" <laughs> yeah, like a real loon. Yes, <laughs> and he then zaps Crone and then a few of the other his army guys. He, he zaps them all, and they all die and stuff. Yeah, in different ways, in um, different parts of the um, scene, which yeah. was really cool. 
I like it to how they did this scene, that particular scene where they did, just didn't zap everyone at once. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did one scene where he they zaps did, all of them, but, but, but the others, people there but the others yeah. ran off in different parts. And he goes, Zappo, one finger drops. Hey, look, it's one finger. Zappo, another one over there. Zappo, another one over there. Zappo, yeah. Uh, and, yeah and, oh, yeah, I should yeah. mention before this happened that Mark, during in this, when he tries to escape a second, the final, another time, he gets shot by Krona. In the shoulder. And the interesting yeah. thing about this scene, I should mention, when they were doing the shoot scene for that for that scene, they used a small firecracker and placed yeah. it on Mark's shoulder. Yeah. He wore a piece of um, cardboard underneath the cloth. To protect his skin. Yeah, between the firecracker and the, his skin so that yeah. he would not get burnt. They went bango and they did a bit of blood... Trickling. there, trickling there, yeah. or whatever. It'll be pretty effective for yeah. uh, uh, an inexpensive effect. Yeah. Again, guys, not not encouraging you guys to do this, yeah. but be careful if you. Kiddies, don't do this at home, yeah. okay? I mean, now that we have special effects here and there. Yeah, you, you, you go into yeah After Effects and Adobe it works yeah. quite well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, so we're, we're using DaVinci Resolve, isn't it? Now, mm-hmm. And you do it in there. Mm-hmm. It's other ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway, back to um, Belloc. He's all powerful, and he's all, and his uh, voice has changed. Yeah, he <laughs> sounds like he's um, on a loudspeaker. Yeah. Yes. Or, uh, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. I'm having to walk into McDonald's and say, "Hi, what? Oh, Big Mac and some fries." Yeah, this yeah. doesn't work, does it? No. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Indy's the last one left to he wants to kill. And so he tries to show off his powers by zapping a tree and trying to get Indy by by that sort of thing. And well, he, and he's like, "Hello, Jed. I want to see you suffer." So he tries zapping him, and then he, he even arrived on the ground like Luke Skywalker was when the Emperor got to him. I was waiting to say. Father, help me. But Dad wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Indy's um, <laughs> screaming and yelling, and Balak is saying, "How do you like your flesh?" And Indy, well done. <laughs> where medium or well done? I will go for the well done. And he yeah. zapped his fingers and zap 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 zap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Mark comes to rescue, doesn't it? Yeah, Mark yeah. somehow is a little bit revived in the scene, so yeah. he kind of takes. The ultimate power thingy, and he throws into a tree, and it goes breaky, breaky. And Berlock is um his power. He gets short circuit. Short circuit yeah, and, and dies. He evaporates or something, doesn't he? Or yeah. He does, 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 does it disappear? Yeah, he yeah, disappears. Yeah. He's gone. He went. Shh. Gone. Finished. Yeah. Back to the gosh no. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So anyway, um, Indy um. Gives him revives and all that stuff, and he approaches Mark, who's still a little bit out conscious. I'm out cold. No, what's he out cold? Oh yeah, from the from the power. Yeah, and Indy says, "Well done, uh, Mark. You're a hero. You saved me. All that stuff." And of course, he thinks he's probably dead or not. Yeah, yeah. So he's not. Yeah, so he's not lying conscious. He's talking to him like he thinks he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and he it, tries it, to beg Mark to not die on him, all that stuff. Yeah. And we get, we think for a little while that maybe Mark may have died or something. Yeah, we had the feeling. It's just oh, a funny feeling, I think. Well, he was stunned by that power jolt, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, so soon enough. Um, wakey, Indi- wakey. Indy's, so and Indy's back at the university and, and Mark is just beside him. He's all, all better. better. And, and who's Marcus is there. Marcus has a new mission for them and... 
this time he, they want him them to go to his um brother-in-law's um archaeology dig and all that and stuff. Where was that? that was at uh, Nepal, I think. Nepal. Doesn't that sound familiar? familiar. Mm. Yes. Of course, um, Indy and Mark are not up for it, and they leave the room. Yeah. While Mark is well, still talking. Yeah, Mark has got their back to him, and they just uh, they, they walk out of the room because they're. <laughs> Yeah, come on, give them a break. Yeah, you know? I at least I would have liked to have a break after all that adventure yeah, time. Yeah, you go to you go to Hawaii for a holiday mm. or something. You know, mm-hmm. do something. You know, at least. Yeah, working holiday is not the same thing as a holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, as just saying, I I've already mentioned the actual car chases were the most difficult, obviously, and. I should mention that Michael also made several other film projects after this, so they haven't just. This is not just a one-off or, yeah. or anything. Anyway, just getting back to the car chase, they're uh, they're scrounging for money and different things, and all people doing things for free and whatever. But the local minister had this old car still going, uh, and he donated it to the boys that so mm. they could actually use it in whatever way they saw fit for the movie. Mm. The minister was then invited uh, after the post-production <laughs> was done, like a bit of a premiere at the home or something rather, <laughs> and he saw his beloved old car go driving over a cliff. He, <laughs> so, um, now, we, we saw some behind-the-scenes footage of the minister uh, yeah. overreacting. I think he, he was wasn't just, really He was just being light-hearted. He, he was just being light-hearted. I mean, he film, said that in before he... Got his film, his car involved. Um, he tried to sell it to scrap and people, wanted and no one wanted it. He's just too old and clapped out and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he probably probably didn't really care. So that that behind the scenes footage that they actually tacked on the end there, mm-hmm. which I think it did a set up for the movie. You know, they, they say uh, he seemed like a very nice minister. Yeah, mm, agreed. But anyway, yeah, that that car going out the cliff was good. What else was um. We liked about it. Uh, there's lots of good little bits. Um, mm. The special effects on a skinny budget weren't bad. Mm, great. Mm. Um, it was, be- I mean, yes, it was a kid thing. Yeah, okay, teenagers, yeah, high school kids, yeah, yeah. But from what they did with their skills, and chances are, I don't know too much about Mark and Michael, whether they had any formal training or acting skills or anything mm. else. Or, but even as kids, they wouldn't have been seasoned professionals. True. And they had a go at it. And I'm like, okay, that's why I like these independents and the fan film stuff. A lot of these people don't have a lot of skills, not, mm. not formal skills. They have their own skills. They bring into the uh, mm. the medium. Mm. And you come along and you say, that's not too bad for, for a bunch. Like Chris and Eric doing that one. Mm. Uh, the, um, what's it called? The um, um, Rose Lost Ark. Mm, adaption. Yeah, the adaption. Now, that was brilliant for kids. They did that those over several years. Um... And these guys here have done something, I don't know how many weeks or whatever it took to make this one. Mm. They've actually done the same sort of thing with little to no money. Mm. And I would say little to no official trained skills that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, So, yeah, you don't need to be trained up as long as you have a good imagination, good enthusiasm, and a little bit adventurous in trying something. Mm. How's that? I do wonder, yeah, Yeah. I do wonder when they did get a legal fine for this did their parents did uh, michael and mark's step mum and dad get 
for a cow when they when they oh no, they, they, they might have uh, say okay we'll pay the fine but you gotta go to the lawn next next six months to pay for it you know whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah that sounds about right oh man yeah, i would mo- hate to mow the lawns uh, prune that tree over there do take the garbage out every week and you know, whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah, they would have. They would have actually worked it off, maybe, if Mum and Dad had to pay for it. Mm. Anyway, do you want to read it now, or do you well, want anything else you want to talk about? Um, mm. I can't think of. Anything. I can't I mean, think of anything else. I mean, I yeah. I couldn't find too much about it online mm. except for yeah. the um, behind the scenes and getting um, a oh, bit oh, of one on one time with dear old Mark. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it is available on YouTube, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, that any place? Is it not on Vimeo or anywhere? Or? No. No, it's only on YouTube. So uh, you, you can find it. Yeah, another interesting thing about fan films is that that you cannot... Well, some people can probably... If they have legal licensing, they could probably do it if they want What's to. That? Legal licensing rights to to distribute and sell it, you know, if they yeah, want the, to. Yeah, see, the problem is, one, as a fan-type film... Um, You'll get things like these happening all the time. It's supposed to be a non-profit thing. So yeah. as soon as you make it into a profit thing, then it gets, yeah, thing you know, licensing fees and so on, so and a piece of the action and be a percentage of cash takings, whatever. There's lots of things that get involved. So as a fan film, they're pretty good. They couldn't make money out of it, but if you made something similar uh, without being a fan film, you can actually mm. let it loose on a platform, and make some money out of it. True. Mm. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, well, anyway, it makes sense. It yes. makes sense to me. So, anyway, guys, it's just, it's on um, YouTube. So, yep. if you want to check it out, yeah, Indiana Jed, um, nineteen ninety-two, my memory. Yeah, nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. It is available. Mm. Uh, it's not a bad watch. It's reasonably good. Yes. Um, I can't find too much wrong with it. It's not a great quality, and that's only because it's an old YouTube. Mm. Okay. It, it, the original, uh, when it was made, yeah, it would well, have been a clear, a, would have clear a copy. It was done a on a HV, I mean, VHS. The VHS video um, recorder back in those days. And it's probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, the original version done on the original tape would have been a lot better than the quality of the YouTube you're going to get. It's still quite good. Uh, there's no major problems with it. Nope, not major no, so, at all. So yeah, mm-hmm. but be, be be prepared for that. It's, it, it's old technology that made it, and it's and it's old, like it's a, a digital copy mm. uh, of a VHS tape and stuff. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so just be mindful of that. So do you want to rate it now? Oh yes. Or, okay. So now, how do you uh, rate it, Mike? Uh, now I'm, again, I, I I put different rating hats on for things. things. Me too. This is a kid. Oh, I say kids, uh, young persons, teenagers version of a movie. With little to no skills and on a, a vir- virtually no budget, mm. for their heart, their enthusiasm, uh, the directorship and the camera work of the the Lins, um, I got to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine and a half out yep. of ten. So that's my opinion. Yeah. Hmm, so probably never for kids. I mean, honestly, uh, people like this should go and, and 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 be given a chance to make serious movies in the real world. Mm, I agree. Yeah, I keep but saying it just about every time, don't I? Mm-hmm. We do a fan film or something, we're independent. Well, Hollywood, open your eyes. Just so you know, guys know out there, they are going out of their way to make some movies of their own after this yeah. one. So they're really going out of their way to um, 
do their own filming out of have there. But the point is that the Hollywood isn't giving them a chance to break in easily. Mm, it's hard. So it's going to end up being, oh, well, made a movie here on limited budget again, and if we're really lucky, we might be able to get it on Netflix or something or other. But, you know, but no one sees it unless you're looking on Netflix, mm, you know, or Stan or something or other, or, you know. Yeah, what drag. It, 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 when, when some of the products that come out are really brilliant. Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, no. It's just me. I don't think the, 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 the system's letting the new guys down too much. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of uh, future generation of, of George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Nick Castle, other type of filmmakers out there that oh, deserve a bit of a their, their time in the sun. But yeah, the, 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 those old guys have been. They started off young. Uh, they were new. Uh, even Alfred Hitchcock, who's one of my great heroes, he started off, I think, as a screenwriter or something or other. And then um, he gradually made his way up, assistant directors yeah. and different things. And he became a producer director. Yeah, yeah. went up the filmmaking yeah. ladder. And he made some really crappy movies in the early days. But he kept doing it. And he learnt by his mistakes. And he got better and better and better and better. Yeah. He, Remember he, yeah. in. The Hitchcock movie we discussed a while back, where um, he says that when he when they were he was thinking about doing Psycho, he thought he missed the old days where they just made the films. So they may have not had enough money, but they still did it, they, and, had to go. and they still had to go. And they had total control of the product. Yeah. They, they didn't have people standing over shoulder saying, "You can't do this. You should do this." Blah blah. No, no, no. They had total control, and that's yeah. what they, uh, that's what they missed. If you're going to go the biodrama yeah. is accurate, and if you're not, going to yeah. um, look into other filmmaker history, you'll f- if how many of you guys have watched um, um, Ghostbreakers? Quite I a have. few. Quite oh, a few sorry. of you guys are out there. I yeah, imagine that, that, that's the one of uh, Bob that? Hope. Bob Hope and Claudette Colbert was it? Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. And yeah. not to mention. Years probably after yeah, that, fifteen years later, they made a um, scared, scared stiff, stiff with, with Dean Martin and, and Jerry Lewis. Lewis, and they didn't want to make the movie because they thought, well, the original movie it was better a word than what we're going to do. It was a word for word of Ghostbreakers. Well, yeah, what they did, they wait a minute. I was going to say something. Yeah. Martin and Lewis said we did, they didn't want to make the movie because the first one, Bob Hope, was a really fine movie, and they couldn't match it. And the Universal, Universal or whoever the studio yeah. attached to said, you're under contract, you're going to do this movie with your like or not. So they got Bob Hope's script and divided the lines between Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Mm. And it just, it it was just a, didn't work. It was a pale imitation of, of, the Bob the, Hope movie. of the story. So the Ghost Breakers with Bob Hope was the original movie, which is a really, really fine piece of filming, mm. whereas the Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, Scared Stiff is a... Um, pale imitation. A, a very, very pale imitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think it was dead in the box mm. before it even came on yeah. the screen. Not that yeah. I'm saying anything nasty about Indiana Jones. Indiana Jed. I mean, I do mm. like the um, fan guy, fan... We filmmakers I'm just not I'm just trying to explain yeah. that I don't see you uh, guys as um you know your film projects dead or anything like that no, you guys have a, a lot a great no, bit we of were, talent we out we're there we're talking about the studios and how they make mistakes I not know. doing the right thing yeah. but you've got to admit though <laughs> the independent guys they do know they've got a lot to give they have a lot to give mm. and you guys know what how to put your story together wait so we did Tales from the Crypt the other day. You, 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 you probably, you may have already heard of one now. I don't know what sequence they're going to go out in. Uh, the TV series. There are lots of people 
different people wrote different episodes uh, and different people did directing. And some of those people, you wouldn't even think, oh, that person wrote that episode. That person directed one of these. And that person starred in that one of those well, they episodes. Well, not always, but just start, I think Schwarzenegger directed one of them. Well, back in that, or, or wrote the script. I think he actually directed one of them. Wow. Yeah, and that's just, and people like that were involved in these things and no one knows about them. Mm. Uh, you got to you got to cut your teeth somewhere, and someone's going to give someone a go sometime. Mm. Otherwise, the industry's going to die eventually. Yeah, and whether it's going to be Hollywood, Bollywood, or somewhere else, wood or <laughs> whatever, um, so they've got to bring the new people in. Actually, Bollywood's probably getting it better because th- th- they they they're doing it more out of the excitement and joy of the filmmaking, mm. and that's I think with a difference. I mean, if, if, if a lot of people don't like Bollywood. I don't mind some of it. But some of it's pretty good. Some of it's quite good. But the point is, they're doing it out of joy and they'd like to make the movies hmm. because they like the fantasy aspect and everything else, yada, yada, yada. Hollywood's lost that innocence. Yeah, they keep um, focusing yeah. on the money, not the creativity. Exactly, and that's where um, I think they're going to lose out in the end. Hmm. Anyway, I've said, you know, it just comes out quite often, doesn't it, when we're doing these independents? I know, guys. We keep <laughs> talking about this, but we, we want to make sure the industry one day wakes up and says... Hey, we should be focused on the creativity, yeah. less on the money. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, um, you're going to be either bankrupt if you don't yeah, give well, what the audience well, wants. Well, here's something for some of you little people before we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you young guys won't know this, but some of the older guys there might. There was a music documentary done in the late 60s, about 1968, 69. It was Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, music, yeah, Jimmy Hendrix is there and all the other guys. Okay, fine. Now, Michael Wadley, I believe, who was the producer of it, he was looking for funding to do the documentary of the film festival. And he approached Warner Brothers. And I think they were the only ones who, they would speak to him. Nobody else would deal with him. And Warner Brothers, I believe, at that point in time, were almost at the stage of bankruptcy and they said we can only give you a couple hundred thousand dollars towards your project that's all we've got in our our, um, books we can allocate to it and they did it and they did it on a reasonably tight budget and they made a damn fine music documentary which i believe helped warner brothers studios but now just want to touch it oh we won't do that they won't make any money well it did and people are still watching it today. That was, the, what, the late 60s? It is now 2020, and people still watch it. Hmm. So it must have made some money somewhere. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So give the newbies a chance, and you'll be surprised what they can't. Yeah, they will pull more than a rabbit out of a hat. They'll pull a good damn for a movie out of a hat. Hmm, true. So, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, do you, so we might as well... Finish up for the today, well, guys. Well, we've already raided it, but you know, I, I know I know we got we go off on tangent about the industry. Yeah. But yeah, they're not giving the the independence that's for fair shake, mm. and, the, and it's you know, the old guy's going to die. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I want anything to happen to him, happen, but George Lucas ain't a young man. Steven Spielberg's not yeah. young anymore. Mm-hmm. John, was it John Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah, John, um, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. These guys all getting old. Yeah. And James Cameron is not going to be around Cameron, for it either. Yeah. yeah, James Cameron. Yeah, get some new guys there. That uh, The guy does um, Saw movies. Um, yeah. I mentioned to you guys a while back mm. that James that James Cameron was not appreciated years ago when he made Alien 2, but they then appreciated him much later on when 
you know, he, he, start, moves, he did yeah. more yeah. movies. Yeah, he did Titanic. He yeah. did The Terminator. Uh, you you name it. Yeah, he make these good movies. But these guys won't last. Someone's going to take over. And they're going to come from the independents. Yes, exactly. Give them a chance, guys. And do not give them um, a project of your of the, from the producer's point of view. Because the producers, they're, they don't know what yeah, to give well, anyone. The, the, big, the companies don't know. Even these big companies, the Universal Studios and all the other guys... Yeah. They they still make commercial movies, A grade movies supposedly, which which bomb at the box office. So yeah. they haven't got it right. Yeah, it's, it's churning out the same themes all the time gets boring, and people say, "I've seen that sort of stuff before. I'm not going to go to the pictures to see it. Hmm. I'm not going to go to the theatre. I'm not going to the cinema. Whatever country and whatever you want to call it, they're not going to worry, worry about going because it's the same crap turned out time and time again. Mm-hmm. They want to see something new and hmm. exciting." Hmm. And entertaining. Sorry, entertaining. There's that too, guys. So anyway, um, thanks for watch, listening, listening to this, yes. listening to this latest podcast, guys. Um, this is Sarah Stevenson and Michael see, saying, "See you guys around." Bye. Bye.